Beloved, this is the Culture and Camaraderie Podcast, the most thought-provoking, introspective, industrious creative discussion with my guy Tiberius. Wagwan. This is NY Typical, Aura of Night on YouTube. Big man thing, you already know what it is. We out here. Hit up Lax Error for all Skitty. your production needs. <laughs> NYTypical.net for any fashion related content and yeah let's get to the podcast fam straight how was your weekend <laughs> Wait, was, is it weekend week it's week <coughs> it? week yes, oh christmas. christmas man christmas festivities you know them ones where you don't, just don't know the day yep that's what this is literally what this whole month yeah. is about it's well, like the second half i was like day. wait what day is it today and then you text me and i was like we're having a podcast <laughs> I was like, I thought it was bank holiday. I was like, oh, no. Don't know what's what. Just what's what. No, we definitely, we definitely got a podcast to do. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? He was like, podcast? <laughs> literally. Literally, I was like, oh, yeah. It's not like, because obviously, remember, I thought it was like, I thought. I, mate, I thought it was, was Wednesday today. Yeah. That's what my, my brain is. I today. literally thought it was New Year's. But then, like, we literally got days for new year's no, it's like four lit like and i was like oh wait yeah so we actually kind of coined the podcast on the right day it worked out to, yeah it, it worked out too it well to be fair <laughs> we don't have one day off um so anyway yeah so yeah my week it's been mad you get any christmas presents yeah i got i got quite a f- do you know what i got more than i even thought i was gonna get like i was not so I got I got a little pull up bar. Yeah. I got Ooh. some dupe jump. That's nice. It's, yeah. It's actually really nice. Yeah. And then I got a ASOS voucher. Ping. Can't ever go wrong with that. At all. So um, you buy more clothes then. Mm-hmm. I'm I feeling feel to just get a nice hoodie though or mm. some tops. Hoodies we'll are hard to find because there'd be replicas out here. Like um you see this hoodie here. Yeah. That one was a find. That was a find. Like nobody I know has this. Like I and it's ASOS hoodie as well. Well, I got it from ASOS, and you know, like bare people just buy. Cause my other one, this one, mm. I saw somebody with it the day I bought it. I was like, oh, that's so yeah, I don't wear it out no more. <laughs> I don't. I wear it to the corner shop. I don't even. <laughs> that's not going out hoodie no more, fam. That's so funny. I'm really about this life again. <clears throat> you know, like back in the day when you used to like, you couldn't do a double with your boys back then. You couldn't dress alike that's at a, all. Do you know what? But that, that's how I used to be with trainers like back in the day. Yeah, fam. I would have to just get weird trainers because I liked it when I didn't see anyone else have them. Fam. It's like the Oswegos <laughs> now. Like people are just you getting into be, them. Yeah, you used to be on them. I remember. Fam. And now it's like, and now people are looking at them and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. They're gonna fuck up the game, but I still got the youngs that like I've not seen anyone rock my orange crepes. The young ones, ping. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, nobody has them. But yeah, find a hoodie, it will be hard. But the thing yeah. is, I warned it. I I warned everybody from now. It's like if you want to get me something, just get me designer underwear, t-shirts, socks. I'm about it now. Okay, I'm about that just life. To keep it simple. 2020. We're what, keeping it t shirts. Down to the underwear, fam. Down to my boxes. 
like no undershirts in it like oh, okay. um, just like normal like t-shirts just yeah like t-shirts tees yeah that's yeah. what I, that's what i thought you meant i didn't think like layer shirts. like yeah like layering pieces and that because i don't really um i'm not really a big uh outside shirt guy i'm more of a layering shirt guy hmm. so it has to be thin has to be flowy and like yeah it can't be too starched has to have like a relaxed fit or else I'm not really on it. But yeah, like definitely get me polo underwear. Did you get any presents? Did no, I you some I presents? Didn't. I got, I got, I definitely got a couple of people presents. One, I don't really do Christmas like that. Obviously. I know, I know that. Yeah. But that's why I asked you. But you but presents. um, nah, that's a no. No, I that's didn't. No. Like everyone that would get me presents does not get me presents this year. Like yeah. Do you know what though? I wasn't really fussed about getting yeah. presents. I really wasn't. Like I, I, I would I would have been just as happy getting zero presents. This is definitely the first year I've though got I appreciate nothing. What I got this is definitely got the first <laughs> This is definitely the first year. <laughs> <laughs> we just rolling past that, bro. We rolling past that. We rolling past that. But yeah, this is definitely the first year that I've got like nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. Zero. Like money left my account and no presents came back. Came back. <laughs> Um, vouchers, like trainers. I got my um, nephew's first pair of Air Force Ones. Alright. And like, I got nothing. And like K Dot. Yeah. I feel that one. So yeah, fam. But yeah, how's like, your week been? What you been saying? Um. Yeah. Well. Other, oh yeah. Sorry. Before yeah. I go into because I just talked about Christmas innit? Before yeah, we no. talk about you, damn sorry. I want to talk about me. I a little know because I didn't really go into. <laughs> I realize. I'm sorry. But yeah, no. I just want to because we um, we've I'm um, where we've all moved into the house now. All the men in my back mm. in the yard. Um, yeah. We've just been talking about the next next three months with with Swede. Mm. So it should be exciting, man. First um, quarter living. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of cool stuff. We've got a couple shows in the works. Um, a couple other little ideas that we're putting together. Um, so it'll be cool, yeah. But um, other than just chilling out, yeah, just getting ready for the first quarter. First quarter living has definitely got to set the tone. <coughs> you know, I've not actually released anything in a January or a February. It's always been like an April thing or mm. a March thing. So... I, I'm thinking about just dropping something in that January. Just going boop. Yeah. No one's ever seen that for me. And I boop. think if I if I can do that that'll do that will that'll that will kickstart a nice just mm. year year of execution. And like I just mm. want a like, solid twelve months. It's a year of craft. Like a if I do twelve things makes, like just twelve things this yeah. year. You know, month by month or something mm. like that. Yeah. Calm year. You're just executing to the highest level you know you can. You're working. That's that's it will be a good year, fam. That's it. That's it's so funny though, because whenever we think of the year, obviously you you go into it with like like that energy, that like yeah, uh, you know what I mean. It's all gonna be good, but it's like I think it's also a time to reflect on all the things that could topple you off as well. You know, just to mentally prepare for those things. That yeah. Not necessarily top of you off, sorry. The things that are, the obstacles that are going to come across, you know. Just to have, have gratitude for when those times do come. That, having that awareness of, of, of it so that when those times do come, 
you know you, you've taken that into account you know yeah it's, it's taking stock of all the things because i think it's so easy to get like it's like you know what i mean gas it's like yeah new year and this is like everyone does it yeah but i think it's so important to also realize like with for all the good things that you want to achieve it's like uh it's the what's it called law of exchange yeah you know alchemist yeah exactly so all the things that you're wanting to have you you have to have the expectation of what you're willing to yeah have to put yourself through to get those things and it's not even just put those things you know what i mean the <sighs> amount of times this year i've had stuff come from left field and put me yeah in fam you oh, can yeah mad, you, mad you kind of run, you run through it fam though you run through yeah, it yeah we're here man we're here so i, I think that's that I, do you know what i think that was my biggest problem last year is is last sort year, of common as in yeah, this year. Yeah, like it, or the past year. <coughs> no, last year, 2019. Oh, 2018. 2019. Oh, 19. It was, uh, yeah, this year I said last <laughs> year. Wow. This year. Yeah. Is that for all the things that I wanted to do, I don't think I prepared myself enough for like not just the fit, like the, the, the struggles and the obstacles that arose <sighs> for no reason, but even just the sort of mental difficulties of of having to overcome these things and i didn't prepare myself well enough for it and Definitely. what what the problem with that is is mm. that all the good things i did do i kind of didn't appreciate yeah it looked a little bit much. more bleak because you know? you're yeah like because yeah i feel that i feel that you because I mean? no you literally like just like my this time 2018 i was going in and out of the hospital back and forth from October all the way to like mid January, and I said, "This is not how I'm gonna start my year off at mm. all, fam." I said, "Nope, no sorry, no way." Yeah. And after like I got that little boost from um just all of the blogs that I dropped on my website, I was like, "Fam, nope, mm -hmm. nope, you're not doing this to me, not nope, nope, because that because that is what always happened from university to college, all of that stuff." And I kind of just scraped by, little by little. But I said, you know what? Doesn't matter what type of absurd pain or circumstances I come across. And <clears> some <throat> not cheers happened to me this year. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> I have not spoke about any of it. It's just, you're seeing my website stuff. You're listening to this podcast. We're being wavy. That's it, fam. Mm -hmm. And like... I want to get more into that bag, like, because I've already, like, because I know now, like, as talent and production, I know, like, oh, like, life can just happen. So you kind of just have to ease through that life type stuff. But then when it's production, like, that's when you start getting, getting into people and saying, look, fam, this is a production that we're doing. So whatever has happened before the production can continue after the production and then yeah and that's like kind of what you have to instill in like basically all craves that you're working with like yep. when it's a thing like when you like when you've established that first deadline and it's like we have to get this done by this day and it's like okay you know life can happen but this is this is the day that we're doing this thing and then when we're doing this thing i need you on and yeah exactly 100 percent. yeah like yes yeah, it's, it's diff like yeah like so accountability definitely like putting putting your like 
because obviously you won't like if you're just a producer and you're just like ordering people around you'll never even know like that side of things mm. if you're not even an artist you're not even gonna understand the type of emotions that we feel and like when something happens it like happens to us and then when like when it happens like you feel it mm. like you actually feel it and that's like it's a big deal so we have to just be wary of that like what well, people that work with us have to be understanding of that really mm. and like just having that little I don't know, is it a tool, a gem, a key? Like, just understanding that one particular thing. Like, it just makes production easier, to be honest mm. with you. It's just like, we active. Like, when we active, we active. Like, that's that's the only thing. Mm. That, the most, yeah, exactly. Like, don't sound bored when you're doing the work. Don't be reluctant when you're like... <clears throat> it's um, attitude, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, well, this, I think I think this a lot of that love, comes so in the preparation, people. isn't it? Yeah. Because it's like there's always going to be stuff that just pees you. You got to expect that there's always going to be stuff that's just going to definitely, ruin your day. definitely, you know? definitely. But like, see it definitely. as if you're like in a battle. You know, <laughs> it's like you are. You're in a battle, and it's like you want to win. Yeah. It's having that sort of winning. Like I'm gonna win. Like I'm fighting it. Like there's a dragon that I'm trying to slay. Mm. You know, and there's the dragon could be around the corner at any moment. Definitely, yeah. Like I feel like this year, if anything, I'm gonna be alleviating more craves of their stress. Like in 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 between, like the this type of stuff that we're doing, it's like you just have like I have to learn just how to like manage the mind more Mm. because like I know (laughs) I know I know what I can do, but that's just me, fam. It's like you gotta know how how to help other people do yeah. that also at least for the time you're producing together mm. yeah 100 percent. but so yeah, yeah man do you want to go straight into it yeah let's go um, i'm ready <clears throat> well what do you want to touch on first <coughs> um got drake <coughs> What was it Drake's like? There chat. was two more on it. There's kind Drake, of. Jamie. Um, I didn't get a chance to fully watch over the Jamie stuff. But there's Drake, Jamie. Or at least watch the first half. Did you watch the first half? Um, no, twenty no, minutes? No, no, no. You didn't get twenty minutes. No. Did you listen to the stuff that he said about music and like how he was releasing music? Because I know we kind of had that no, conversation. No, no. Uh, oh, but we did have that conversation. Yeah. I only got into it a little bit. Because um, the main thing with that jme thing is just the way he decided to pattern music in it yeah yeah no yeah we had the discussion about that. yeah so it's like because obviously there's there's a tape that he has out mm. there's like a, there's an actual tape that he has out that you can only get if you find a physical and you're in the stores to get the physical so it's mm. like a real so it's a big deal to just even listen to his music now. Like you have to find a CD player or something to listen to his music and yeah. And the reason like, I even brought it up is just because like, I think about all the type of stuff that people have done this past couple of years. I think about the way Lil Nas X kind of gave, like he literally gave Old Town Road it's first buzz 
with um that um rodeo video that he put out with mm. um the guy um was he with a boy like he was just dancing the guy was just dancing at a rodeo in like texas or where, wherever it was he was just at a rodeo and he was just dancing mm. and then old time roll was playing on top and it was like that's an interesting way to put out a song so, and it's yeah. like it doesn't even look like his song he's like oh um I forgot the caption was something like country music is evolving or something like that. Like it was like one of those quirky ones. Like obviously he had the Red Dead Redemption one where he like just was playing as the characters and that. I was like, that's that's cold. Like I then I saw the Panini and it's like and then just listening to the kid talk and it's like this guy is like a real art director and then I was like <laughs> and I was thinking about Jeremy, I was like this is just great art direction. Like outside of, <clears throat> outside of just the music, and the quality of like whatever they're creating, it's like this is just people using their minds to get an idea across. Mm. And then, um, obviously, you have Slow Tie. You have like an amazing year, and it's like he does that as well, like with his videos and his visuals and everything that he's doing. I was like. This is, like, if you had great art direction this year, people 100% saw you. Mm. And that's kind of... Mm. Well, at least you had a high yield for, like, actually putting... Getting people to see you. Like, mm. the ratio. Like, obviously, Jeremy was kind of, like, I one of those instillments. I think this is only the beginning of that, And this is my thing. It's, like, when I, when I was, like, <laughs> churning that in my brains, like, I was, like... Because, obviously, like, um, we spoke briefly yesterday about just the production of getting my book out like the mm. the book wasn't the point it was everything about the book being the point mm. it was everything that i posted whatever whatever you saw me do was towards making sure you know that there's a book that exists that's of me and um in that it was like like bar just the execution and like just the stability because all i really wanted to do was get something out when i said i was gonna get out and like that was a big deal to me because one that hasn't happened for like years like since uni years like a big a big project like an actual project like so like a book is like a massive project and uh like that hasn't happened since uni years so i was like okay this needs to be out and um having it i was like okay so and then it's like and then i read it back and i'm like what's <laughs> what was i talking about from mm. <laughs> and, I, and i mean that in the most respectful way to me because yeah fam that's nuts fam whatever i wrote in this wild it's wild it's probably gonna help somebody someday but then i was like in the grand scheme of things me as just someone that wants to make things happen for craves it's like i feel like i'm just more resourceful that way mm. like if you want to make something happen like i would love to be a part of that and like, that's just my main thing it's like that that production and then the art direction like and combining those two it's like yeah that's just it just look it just feels fun mm. it just feels like me in the 20s it just like and like that's really the main reason I brought it up. Mm. What do you think? No, it's 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 cool because 
when when you talk about the stuff with JME, it's like Ryan Leslie comes straight to yes, my mind. Yes, yes, Ryan Leslie as well, who I just discovered. And it's funny show. because like though I'm not I'm not completely insecure I'm not completely secure in the way in the kind of knowledge I have about how to create or build my career in that particular way that's the way that i view that's the way the default in the way that i see people building their creative careers or their creative infrastructure you know yeah and by that i mean when i hear people say oh i'm trying to do this and this so that people i can just get a massive following or I can just get, um, mm. you know, I mean, I can get a later, get a deal or, mm. you know, like, and it's so interesting because it's the same thing with Andrew Schultz. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah. I've always seen it as you need, I think brand equity is completely different from having like a massive following. Yes. Yes. It's completely different. Yes. Like the reason okay, JME I like this conversation. The reason JME is able to do what he's doing is because of his brand equity. We cooking, baby. Let's go. Like that's the only reason. It's the same thing with Ryan Leslie. Let's go. When Ryan Leslie is releasing videos of him behind the boards, you know? <laughs> that yeah, is the bro. funniest video in the world. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The memes. The memes. The memes, bro. But, the but memes. It's like when he released a video of him cooking up all his own beats and, and not just one or two or making like consistently yes. releasing videos of him behind the scenes and showing that he does it all and just the way he's sort of built this um built this image i guess of himself of the way he connects with the people that are viewing with him you know this this sort of giving an insight into who he is and what he's about and what he does and you know I mean give it th almost this thing of it's like here's the gems you know like and doing it doing especially doing it in a time when doing stuff like that was almost like frowned upon like yeah you know what I mean yeah like you might see did you watch the Breakfast Club interview as well um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay I cool. watched that one yeah 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 um let's get into it but 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 that's all that all that's to say is like I've always seen it. It's like even when we're talking about stuff with Suede, it's like sometimes there'll be talks about like just just you know when like industry things come up, it's like oh should we, it's like oh should we? and it's kind of like, man, we have such cool ideas, like that we got in the sphere, and everything's almost happening naturally where it's like there's almost different sectors in the things that we're doing. Yeah. You know, like there's there's avenues we can go with the events and the releasing the art and promotions and, and all these different sectors that are just like just there for us to like where everything we do is it's going to a sort of a, a more experiential place and that just leaves so many avenues open. So it's like at this point right now it's just about have it's like for now I, I always think about everything that i do in terms of like the brand equity and and just having the thing that you're doing be the most important thing and letting the brand equity build because then you've got leverage 
like what and then one and then once you got leverage everything's like easy you know what i mean because then you got chips on the table and that's why i think a lot of the frustration comes from not having those chips and people complaining oh they don't know that's why when you think about it's like when people complain about the way the music industry treats people that's got to be expected because that's that's easy for them to do you know that's like that they're, they're playing with the chips and the leverage that they got but the only way you're ever going to play in that field is if you've got your own chips definitely and to do that you need the brand equity don't you yeah and that's yeah. why people like jamie are like now you support he doesn't even need you to know about his mixtape he doesn't even need you to know about it you just <laughs> you know like the people that need to know no yeah it's it's all about it's uh, it's massive it's weird like because i was just thinking about jamie being like one of the like he should be one of Britain's top art directors, but I don't I don't know whether he even cares about. Because um when you're talking about art directors, you're not just talking about. I think you you should give a bit of context that when you're talking about art, you're not just talking about like visuals. Necessarily, are you? No. I'm talking about um having. An eye for just getting people to look at you. Mm-hmm. So, knowing what to do for it to be you. This is the main thing. It's like... <laughs> knowing what to do for it to be yeah, you. Yeah. It sounds a bit weird, but it's like, yo. It's a it has to, It has to be very, very you, first of all. And that's what a lot of people get wrong. And that's why a lot of artists in quotes they're just they're just actors and they are um well more of more than not it's like they're they're like caricatures they're social media characters they're They're not they're not yeah they're not music they're not they're not um they're not artists really as in like artists like if they're a painter they're not a painter if it's like if they if they um make beats they're not really making beats it's like if they what's some other stuff that we do if they're writing they're not really writing it's like what you've got and (laughs) what the like because it's that thing where you were saying how much social media following you got isn't like what your brand equity is now if everybody knows you for certain things that's equity Mm -hmm. and if your name comes up and people associate that with a certain thing that's your brand equity in it and if you can't make something if you can't do a proper rollout because i like because obviously this is like one of the things i've been thinking about for this decade mm. like um yeah if you if you're doing a rollout especially since beyonce dropped um lemonade yeah the, the self-titled one that oh. came out on oh, a yeah, yeah. yeah and i was like you still need a rollout like a year after that i was like yeah, people need rollouts. You can't just do what Beyonce did. So then that's when I started thinking, and that's obviously when I was in marketing and stuff, and I was like, you need something to be you, but you also need it to be seen. So for it to be you and for it to be seen have to coincide, and that's obviously the way you present it artistically. Mm. And it has to look striking, and it has to make your Mm. eyes want to come in and that's like like because a lot of the 
a lot of the ways I communicate is with colors and shapes. Like there's a particular type of pink I use. There's a particular type of purple I use. There's a particular type of green I use for each individual type of article that I write, depending on what article it is. And um, the one for Oyos is different to the one for Black Renaissance and um, so on and so forth. And the one for a no is diff- like it's it's all like the, those purples particularly are completely different, and it's like that is obviously building a relationship with the consumer because you're not really trying to like your artist friends are great like I said but always it's like your your friends are not your fans so you have to make things for other people to see like your friends can share it but it has to be striking like when you're in this age where you're just tapping on the screen to pass the story has to be striking enough like because i know i know what people look at my stories for and stuff but then you get that little that little jab in there that's just like hey this is kind of this exists or like um like i've obviously got my trainer page in it and i put my trainer articles on there and sometimes, like, one falls through the cracks and um, when I'm scheduling certain posts, they come in on that um, They come in on that page. But really and truly, it's just trainers. You're only going to see trainers and heels now. I'm incorporating heels into that and, like, making it full, fully-fledged footwear. But, yeah, it's like, when you're doing music, it has to look like, it has to be like, has to feel like, and that experience needs to be shared. Mm-hmm and curate properly and whatever we're doing like because if you're running your own thing i should say like you have to make it work for you like you have to you literally have to actually be an art director for you you have to know exactly what the vision is in totality Mm. or else it's not really gonna work Mm. like it can work but it's like not really yeah well it's not sustainable it's not uh like you just want you just want eyes to see it like mm. a lot of a lot of artists are like if people could just see my work i'd be happy but if people can't see it then it's like that changes the situation now you now you're in a fight for vision mm. now you're in a fight for people to just look at your work and yeah like in that whole art direction thing it's like we have to make our work visible and visible to us like because obviously you can do all of the antics but that's not what you want people to know you for like i could have done bare drawings but like obviously like you know i've got like multiple pages and that and they could have all i could have just had one and it draw out but the way that um people experience my work is different like there's definitely one for each individual type of craft that i do and although that's the longest thing in the world (laughs) that's like none of none of that is fun but it's it it needs it needs to exist in that way and if i don't have different pages for different things then it's my my whole brand doesn't even work Mm. it doesn't work it doesn't work at all fam it needs to be completely different and across the board it needs to be able to be visible and shared at the same time and if it can't be that then i don't know what i'm doing now 
No, I feel you. <laughs> I don't know I feel what you. I'm doing. Well, well, that's the interesting thing. It's like, it's whether or not, and and and, that, and that's the funny thing because a lot of the there's there's a lot of artists, the same artists that you're talking about, that are just essentially just figureheads for what they're or they're just images for the machine that's making that's putting them together. Um, yeah, you got you got a you got a you've got to put the pieces together, man. It's something you you do have to practice and and that, that that's exactly what i'm trying to go through now you know this is this is all this is all just building the craft and the vision because i think especially when you think about it like that you're inevitably going to just have something that's unique to you it's like even when the in when i was listening to the drake uh interview what was so interesting about it is <laughs> when you do think about it like the most interesting part of that whole interview for me you watched the whole thing no 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 well i i did only watch half i watched it in, i watched bits of it but yeah where i started to like sort of plug out was after he had been talking about everything that had happened up until this point yeah you know and um yeah it was just a little so, timeline in it yeah 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 and um it was cool because when you actually think back and the way he looks back on it and when you actually think back to those times when little uh little wayne signed him to young money and he had uh so far gone and thank me later and all these sort of like well they was called mixtapes well they were uh, kind of mixtapes they were mixtapes at the time that, as for what mixtapes well, yeah, were but that was the were. transitional period between yeah it was like transition. it was just before they started becoming yeah. like they were pseudo albums you know yeah it was like when you look Lamar, at J. when you look Cole, at so far like, god it essentially is an album it's an album it's an album yeah. but the first offering when you call an album is yeah 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 it was different but um it's like <laughs> It's so mad because he was the first, he was one of the first people to com combine everything in, he wasn't the first rapper to sing, but it was in the way that he done it, where he was this, you know what I mean, light-skinned Canadian guy who was just like, everyone saw him as this like softy, you know what I mean? But he, he stuck to his guns. And the thing was, what was so good about it is, even the the thing that made it work is even though he done that, he still had slappers. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could still make a song that was like, "Yo, yeah. this is hard with the beats." So you know what I mean? I was listening to um, what is it with Rick Cross? What God Roses or the one before that? No, 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 way, way before that. I'm talking back Dreams in the day can't buy? with French French Montana. Oh, 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 oh! I know that tune, but let me look it up. Like it, that, that beat. Oh, stay is, scheming. Yes, that is the epitome of what, like, that. You know what I mean? That, like, at the time, it was a bit different with the kind of bangers he used to make because what was true, and he used to describe it in that way, and it was so true. It's like he would make like the best I ever had. Yeah, which was his, which is what essentially like skyrocketed him. Mm. But then he would have these tunes where it's like driving through the city at night time, you know what I mean? Like Definitely. where you just felt like that is the car you got on in the whip, like when you're doing, you know what I mean? You're going out, you're doing this, you're doing, you know what I mean? It just where you just felt like, yeah, I'm cool as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, Does he have any of those now? Would he have any of those now? Does he have any of those now? Out I think it's different. I think it's different because the past six when years. you've got like, um, uh, what's it called? 
summer like tunes like summer 16 tunes like gold roses tunes like um omerta like tunes like those, those are my favorite drake tunes when i think of like what tunes do i actually like could i put on now yeah that i'm like oh i will bump it's tunes like that yeah i don't necessarily listen to like tunes like passion fruit or um tunes like one dance or whatever yeah because those are his biggest tunes but yeah. i don't know anyone that listens to them like like it was a tweet that i saw it was like there's so many tunes of his well the bangers the mad bangers like obviously you said there's tunes that I, I listen to like almost every day mm. but there's the real big ones that are just like yeah no yeah yeah but it's like it's it's funny but i but, but i and I, I got respect for those songs like you know what i mean like i, I just think do you know what because at the end of the day you've got he's an artist and i think when you're an artist even if you're a rapper yeah or a singer you've got to have diversity you have to be able to like you have to be able to have a range of things you can do you know what i mean you have to have it's, it's that that art direction shit that you're talking what, about what do you think of him saying that he popularized afrobeats though what do i think i think it's a hot take regardless of whether or not he did like i don't i don't personally like, i'm not going to talk like i've been watching the timeline of afrobeats like I'll, I'll i'll be the first to admit i came onto it quite late anyway I only really got into Afrobeats. I got into Afrobeats because of Shahir, really. Yeah. Like, and that was way after um, Drake done his thing with Wizkid and Skepta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. way after that because that's what he's referring to, right? Yeah, One Dance and uh, <sighs> One Dance is not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Come yeah. closer and stuff. Look, you can obviously he's the biggest artist in the world so you can't say he didn't have any input into it whatsoever he didn't though nobody that listens to afro beats says oh let's yeah, cut no, on one right, dance right. into it into but, but but what i'm talking about is because there's a difference in what you're saying you're talking about listens to afro beats but the reason he's he's saying that is because of of the way when someone listens to it on radio now they're not like oh what's that that's what he's referring to. You know what I mean? He's talking about the mainstream. He's not talking about people who listen to Africa. So he's talking about white people, Yes, basically. essentially. That's exactly <laughs> what he's talking about. <laughs> you know? And whether um, that's even a good thing. No, because you know? big man thing, we don't care. Like anyone that listens to Afrobeats knows that we don't we don't care for him. Like Wizkid sold out all two by himself. Drake yeah. was not one part of no, that. No, one hundred percent. Like 100%. when like when Fam, when I just think about Wizkid, Davido, and Burner Boy, mm. and saying that, like, did those, he catch heat for that when he those, said that? Well, yeah, those guys are phenoms. Yeah, like lit, literally, whether or not, like, it's like, it's like, um, if whether or not you listen to Beyonce's last album, she's still gonna be Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Whether or not, like, Drake made one dance with Wizkid, doesn't matter. Did didn't matter. It like Wizkid was Was Wizkid on one dance? I thought that was his He name. was whispering in the background. Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> He's whispering but, in the background. <laughs> that's, that's what makes it so funny. It's like But yeah, man, because if I just keep if I if I start going, I'm gonna get in trouble, but what were you saying? No, no, but I just I, I think <laughs> 
because this is what we're t- we were talking about when we said like there's I this weird sort dance. of energy that Drake has sometimes, especially when he does this thing where he's like trying to be candid. It comes across kind of a bit disingenuous. Disingenuous. Yeah. Like you know, and and it's that kind of there's this bravado because of the scale that he's reached. You know, what I mean, he's yeah. reached these heights, but then there's this weird sort of like. It feels like he's trying to maintain something. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't get it because mm. I don't. There's so many people that make so many different types of tunes mm. that like you believe them when they're saying something, and obviously I believe Drake in a certain type of way when. He says like in Gold Roses or or Murta, mm. like I believe that type of kind of what he's saying, but when we start getting into conversation and like actually engaging into someone's speech and like, cause you know like when you listen to certain artists, like especially the bigger ones, it's like you kind of feel inspired by the way they speak. Yeah, because I don't feel yeah. that from Drake at all. Really, I don't get, I don't get inspired. I don't get like. Oh, from the way he speaks. Like, yeah, I don't not, pick not up necessarily from his music. Or you talking yeah, about yeah, music yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It. It's like it's kind of like all of it. It's kind of like I never like from nothing was the same. I never really listened to Drake for like I would listen to Rick Ross. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Like I care, I care about what Rick Ross is saying, and I care about what Pusha T is saying. Like whatever. I care about what Westside Gun is saying. Even what he said about Pusha T was a bit weird. It is weird. You know, like, it was like... You, you like... I don't know. Look, I am by no means gangster at all. Even in the slightest little dab of whatever. But there was like... It, it just seemed a bit too petty for... The way he tries the to come across. The petty king. <laughs> you know I get it. Yeah, I get it. You Overseer know I mean? of many things. <laughs> I just like... I'm but... menacing. <laughs> Yo, no, because like... I, like, like, I was just like, you know... Because I, match, I matched that up with like the way... Because obviously, I've kind of got that kind of tension in the way I speak a little bit where like, you got the bravado and then like, it's all like... Because I can come across as cocky or like, um, I don't know what other words they use, but it's like the negative connotations for like positive things, like the same way, but whatever. And I think, is that what I look like? <laughs> like, I don't know, because I know... What, pe- is that a good or a bad thing? Yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know if like, because when I speak, I feel like people feel what I'm saying. Mm. At least, like that in the least. Whether it's good or bad, I know you feel what I'm saying, like... Mm. You f- you felt something while I've sp- while I've spoke. Whether you get emotional about that afterwards, negatively or positively, that's on you. But I know there's an emotion that comes with the way I've spoke to you. Mm. When I look at Dre, it's like I wouldn't say it's convoluted, but it does seem disingenuous. Like, and when when I listen to like, because did you listen to Pusha T on Joe Biden podcast? Yes. Yeah. Car was so long ago. Yeah, I but... It, but yeah, I did listen. Do you, did you believe him when he was speaking? Yeah. And, like, 
Well, is that a yeah, yeah? I did. Is that I a real yeah? Well, look, the reason I say yes is because it's like, look. No, because you, no, you said With things yeah, like this, I said yeah. No, yeah. I did, I do, I did believe him. I did believe him. But it's kind of like, with with all of these things, when it comes to matters like that, that are super personal between two people where these things have happened, because Pusha T started mentioning that there's people giving, he showed the calls as well, innit? Yeah. He, and it's he like, had, he had receipts. He had receipts. So I'm like, yo. So look, that's what that is. But what I am saying is, unless I was there, I don't know. You know? So no, as okay, much, I'm okay. taking your outside, word for it. Outside, outside, outside of that. No, because I'm the same way. But I'm just saying like, when someone is speaking, look, when it's boy two. All I know is when I didn't have this same feeling that when I was listening to Drake have his interview i didn't have the same feeling yeah it's I, like, I feel when it's boy too like look, are you do you know what it is there's always an agenda we, we, this is the weird thing yeah i feel with drake is there's always an agenda and obviously everyone's got their plans and everything definitely like definitely everyone's always got it but there's a particular you get what i mean like, there's a particular you know what i mean nuance, when i say there's yeah. an agenda there's a lot of nuance in the way like there's an agenda behind the agenda kind yeah of thing. You know what I mean? And I think it's so weird because the reason it kind of works for Drake is it's something that people, I think a lot of people are aware of, you know, because of the whole ghostwriting thing, because of the whole um, culture vulture thing. Like there's this essence where people have accepted he's a bit of a calculating guy. Whether it's him or not, that's a different story. Whether it's like his team. and Oliver, Nicole, 40... You know, like it's probably a mix match. It's probably a bit of bit of everything. But there's yeah, there's there feels like there's a holding up of the the podiums. You know, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I just can't. I just come on like people thought. trying to. I, I think I can explain what I feel. It's like I can give Drake his credit, mm-hmm. but I can't let him downplay what somebody else has done and like me obviously like um i'm not a massive fan of anyone like i'm a ma- i'm just a massive fan of greatness in general so if you're great i'm probably gonna listen to you and you're definitely gonna get on my radar so there's just certain things that you can't say like there's certain things you're allowed to say and there's just certain things you can't say and drake said some stuff that you just can't say and it's like it's, so funny it's like he, he wants that, he man. wants people to feel something about the w- he wants people to feel the way he feels about Pusha T. He wants other people to share his emotion or vitriol to Pusha T or um to Kanye. Now, like I don't care if people like Kanye or not. Like as I said, I'm a fan of greatness. I so. didn't hear the bit about Kanye. That's the one bit I missed. I think I plugged out before that point. Yeah, like basically he said um. He has no intention of ever, like... Being cool. Yeah, with that camp or whatnot. And uh, Kanye's not going to make secular music anymore. And, like, just just a um, random jibber-jabber and stuff. And it's like, um... I don't... And like, I don't necessarily got a problem with that. Look, if he's got a problem with it, it's more just the way he's treated the situation. Like, you, he's allowed to not like those guys. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, if he felt like that, he was slighted that much. That's, that's his but, issue. He said that he doesn't have a problem with them. He said he doesn't feel anything. And yeah, I, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the weird thing. It's like, that's a lie. And but you could t- you could tell he was bitter. You could tell 100%. Yeah. Like even he said, he was like, I lost, I lost. 
with the whole Pusha T, but he's like, it's not like he outbarred me. But see, that was what's mad because you know Pusha T could outbar you. Like, yeah. you know, 100%. You know? And yeah. it's like, it, I, I feel like that's what I'm saying when there's like a bit of like, I don't know, there's just something. And I hate talking about it like this. I feel weird even talking about it like this. But there is, there's just something a bit stunty that I'm like, Yeah, don't. It's it's real simple. Like it's because as I get older, and obviously as we get to watch all of these guys be in front of us, it's like um, I think about what our next level is, and like how to even navigate that. Like how how do you navigate um a f- what's it maybe a five hundred million dollar a year business. Mm-hmm. Or even like a hundred million dollar a year business, if that. Like, how do you navigate that price range? Like, how do you speak when you're there? Like, mm-hmm. I've already de- determined when I'm gonna disappear, because yeah. I wanna be, I wanna really be on some print shit. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously, I feel like we've had enough conversation where you know I don't even like being in front of the camera. I don't like <laughs> I don't like talking. I don't really like doing. Do all you that think stuff. Do you think Drake even needed to do that interview? No. I, that's what I felt like. I think if we, okay, cut almost cut away everything we said, I think it comes down to the fact he didn't even need to do that. Yeah. Because everything he said, it was kind of what everyone already knew and it just added context that didn't need to be added. I feel like. It's, it's, it's like, like, it was yeah, just it was like, it was, it was, like I said, it was kind of like just waffle, jibber jabber. It wasn't like, and plus, them guys that rap radar don't probe. This mm. is the thing. They don't, they're not gonna, yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're not gonna probe. They're just gonna accept whatever Drake says and like move on to the next question. And like, this is, this is a lot of what I was saying about, um, the way artists do interviews. It's like, there's an angle of journalism that needs to be taken place. And when an artist picks their interview, they have a certain thing they want to say, but then the journalist also needs something that they, they're trying to collect. And obviously, like, in this age or, like, within this decade, it's become, like, the headline era. So you need the headline. But I feel like if we're really getting to it, back into the journalism part and we're talking about integrity and a lot of what we're talking about is legacy or even um just direction and having something for real to say it's like um journalists need that as well like when you're writing you need you need your story to be told like flourishingly and that's not saying that you're trying to spike numbers because you want to catch an artist out in a certain type of light. You're just trying to collect information and to tell a great story. And that's not what I got from that. Inter- well, to be fair, I don't get that from any rap. I got that from like um, Charlemagne and the Meeks conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you I watched didn't watch that. that yeah, it did pop up. That I'm was sure. a that was a like just on interview basis like that's just a great interview like yeah. whether or not you're good at interviews yeah so whether or not you're into it or not like that right there I and mean, obviously because of the way like um 
he's into mental health and all of that stuff like it's um and well he's just into psychology let me say that not mental health but just into the well-being and he not and he has that brand equity you can say when it comes to mental well-being and like seeing schoolboy q cry and uh like just make talk openly about um drug abuse and all of that stuff that he's been through it's like um there's a story to be told and it's a good and it's like great journalism but when you're just letting an artist say whatever they say and like you don't have like um you don't you just kind of take their word for it a low key like obviously like but there's rebuts in like the way that they were speaking like b dot and uh was um uh, oh what's his name wilson, wilson? yeah wilson, wilson. wilson. What, what other no he's got a name before that no i have to Sutton find his name wilson. because i respect him highly like fudge hmm. um elliot wilson elliot wilson good gracious me love you elliot love you b dot but yeah it's like they're not trying to do that and it's like um like because i don't know whether you saw um dave's rap radar either no no, no. like it's um it's great to hear the artists talk but it's even better when there's an a agenda store, there's on both store. sides yeah like the artist wants to the, the artist wants to say something and you want to hear something so on rap radar is that what rap radars are usually like then In yeah the they're quite what it was like they're quite plain conversation wise like um i'm getting to know someone for for the first time i've got clout you've got clout Let's introduce ourselves to one another. And yeah, let's just um, talk about your success, basically. Like, it's not like Drink Champs where it's like, we're here to celebrate you particularly. Damn, I haven't listened to a Drink Champs in so long. Fam. Like, remember Fabulous and Diddy? Literally, like, oh those, like, it, and, and those are great conversations and obviously there's a difference between a conversation and an interview and like rap radars in this like flux place where it's like they are just curating um a conversation with an artist because of the clout they garnered Mm. from a long time of being about like because obviously elia is um elia is a big big journalist like well he's been a big journalist from the beginning of like just the 2000s so and the rap radar has been a thing for time so um yeah and he's got that clown obviously he's with jay-z and stuff like that but anyways it's it, it was just that i say that to say um i need like i need journalistic integrity as in there needs to be a there needs to be a story that's like told properly like because because of the way that I've been like um thinking about writing and like if I'm gonna speak to us, how am I going to speak to them? Am I what type of conversation are we gonna have? What's the respect level I'm going to approach this person with? And like because I'm gonna be speaking to a lot of people that are on the same level, it's like um how is this going to work? Mm. Like how is how is me face to face with another artist or trying to just figure out whatever they've got going on? How is that gonna work? And like um, where do I probe? Because obviously, like I always have probing questions whenever someone says something. Mm. But how much am I gonna poke the bear, basically? 
and I'm and obviously nobody knows me for the for the way that I interview ever. So it's mm. like um yeah, it's finding that niche space. And this is art direction in terms of conversation. Like like the way that we've curated this podcast is like the same way we need to understand how we're gonna speak to people whenever we decide to speak to people. Mm. And if there's people that need to rebut then find a person that's great for that. And right now, there's no, there's no one that's like great for that. That's it's like hard on a medium though because level. it's like, yeah, it's like it's it's people want to massage relationships. relationships. Well, yeah, it's relationships. That and one. it's so interesting because you. If think... my relationship is based on me sucking your dick or interview, then I don't want that relationship. relationship. But that's kind of what I do like about Charlemagne is he's 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 less aware of that than. Than I think well, not less aware, but he's he he takes less regard to that. Yeah. Than than other obviously still to a certain extent, but it's like less so. Like I, I like the way in interviews, even though sometimes it does seem a bit like jarring and it's a bit trolly for my liking, as opposed to it being necessarily like to get to a yeah a a, a really useful point. Like he might say something like, but yeah, I heard you're like, people would know you as the worst rapper at the moment or something like that. You mm. know what I mean? It's like, there's not really anything useful in that, but I do to a certain extent appreciate that energy. Yeah. You know, because at least he's willing to put himself in a situation to be able, because cause then it, that kind of sets you up to be able to eventually go, you know, ask questions that people want to know. Yeah, like I see a lot of, what I'm just thinking about a lot of people in the space just journalists in our space mm. and I just think about the UK in general and how like artists don't even like critical characterizations of themselves and it's like I can do that like with my book I do that with myself a lot like I just look at my book or like now I'm reading my book and I'm like okay <laughs> you can do better Yep. So, sort of thing and it's like um and i'm fully open to that but it's kind of one of those muscles that you're gonna have to work on like where it's like okay it, does this person like me is they're not liking me and like everybody's a fuck in london so it's like it's just this weird space where it's like do do you want to fight me because we're speaking mm-hmm it's a bit weird fam yeah <laughs> it's a bit weird like because no well you know the way i speak like in real life and like yeah. the way like i can come, sometimes come across as jarring now imagine in text how my speech looks just mm. written down <laughs> like no imagine that and then you're having a conversation and then somebody doesn't know where i'm trying to go with it mm. and it's like me you know me, it's like, Damro just trying to get an understanding. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. not really a big deal. It's like, he's just, he just wants to understand you better. And it's like, mm. is that really what you want? <laughs> and it's like, mm. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. And like, but I just, yeah. Anyways, man, let's go on to the, be- the best part of this conversation, which is like, um, the legacy. Yeah, fam. Legacy, legacy. 
Yeah, well, fam. Well, should we speak about Quincy to give it? Yeah, definitely, 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 context. definitely. Because I know bring, you wanted to. Um, <sighs> well, you had some things specific. I'm going to be bringing up, so I don't know if you want to kick that off. It's like, um, okay, so we, well, I say we, I found a Quincy Jones interview, and we obviously respect Quincy Jones and hold him in a high regard. Mm-hmm. And that, and in what that conversation was, did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Okay, good, great, 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 great. That's, that means a lot. Um, so we watched the whole interview, and obviously, this conversation decided to come about because Quincy Jones is literally one of those guys. Mm. And it's like, um, we kind of started off with um, Jeremy and like just, just kind of like the cool new guys that are kind of doing a couple good things. And then it's like, um, you got Drake and just a little bit what what do we really talk about we talk about integrity we talk we're about just talking about like how understanding how i'm liking those trousers more and more by the way they kind of pay with everything yeah i have great taste it's weird. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. i consulted him before i bought it <coughs> So he's just purchased. Oh, you know, you didn't to need to credit. say that, fam. Nah, I'm sorry. I gotta do it. I ain't gonna hide behind the hide behind a little bit of the <laughs> microphone, the podcast. <laughs> say it on my chest. That what? Was bad, bad, fam. Anyway, wait. What's that? Oh, young. All right. I'm getting philosophical, man. Yeah, boy. Man's man's wearing glasses, but he's got 2020 vision. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> What were you saying about Chris Charles again? Oh, yeah, just have a um, conversation we were having. Yeah, just yeah, have because we just kind of like, even when, before we was, uh, went into this podcast, we was just having a conversation about like Jamie, um, Andrew Schultz, which I'll probably touch on yeah. a little bit more for yeah. some context. Yeah, channel that more. Um, uh, Drake, the whole Drake interview. And we was just sort of like, and, and then eventually, because we didn't get to speak about Quincy Jones in the last, po- last podcast, but we thought it fit into this one really well, is like, all the things that are happening throughout someone's career that ultimately uh, culminate in what their legacy is Definitely. and how much someone thinks about that. And I think someone like Drake is, is an interesting one because I think why he's reached the pinnacle that he has is because of that thought about legacy. But I think there's, there's, there's layers. And obviously with Quincy Jones, it's a completely different time. It's a completely different era. Like he was rolling with people like, like Frank Sinatra, like it was normal. People like Marlon Brando, like it was normal. Those were the heavyweights of his era. You know what I mean? They were coming to him. Like, yes. Like uh, any name. Who was it? Um, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like that was his protege. Uh, that was his protege. Um, Michael Jackson was this guy's protege. Like if you can even begin to fathom that idea, you know, and That's it was just normal. And, and do you know what? Do you know one other thing that I noticed in the interview? What was so great about it is it was so humbling. He was so humble in the way, like, like, like obviously you can tell in the confidence, but even just the way he talked about everyone he worked Come with. Come on, man. You know, what <laughs> I mean? yeah, the way he would talk about oh, everyone and like um, he, him holding people like Frank and Marlon Brando in high regard and the way he explained their, their, the, the level of, 
that their crafts were at. Yeah, they were cons- you know like he I mean? was considerate with like giving them Props, their yeah. credit while it was an interview about yeah. his credit within the industry and like that just shows a lot of character to be like like because obviously Quincy Jones is hailed but not really in our generation but when you know about music music and when you care about music properly in the highest way and obviously like I have this weird relationship with music where I said I wasn't gonna make it but for some reason I'm just so engrossed in it now that is like um it's too it's just to a ridiculous level Mm. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even front it. Like the way I care about music is ridiculous. Mm. Like, not to talk about my personal business, but I was um speaking to this one young lady the other day, and I was just like, I was just like ringing off names in it, like names that I feel like people just know, sort of thing. And then it's like, and then like before that, you ring off names, and it's like. Is this an age thing? And then I'm like, whoa. And now it's like, I know, like, I I don't know music fully because there's just too much music out there. Mm. And like, because I look to the past so much, I can't see what's happening right now. Mm. But um, obviously, I still see the heavy hitters and uh, the people that are bubbling. But um, just knowing what happened that that particular era whereby it was like the 60s 70s and 80s and then like um just to throw eddie murphy's name in the ring like because he was just recently on snl and that and like um he's coming back to stand up and all of these cool things it's just that era was just so Mm. wild like any name that came out of quincy jones mouth just was like it's mad isn't it like just the people that he was tied with like he was t- he was tied to greatness in a different way mm. he he basically curated an error mm. if like if, if that's hyperbole that's cool but like he's one of those people that i just look at and i'm like raw you were there we're then in all that that's the maddest thing he's but 80 so wait how, what would how long ago would he, he just doesn't even seem that old when you deep everything that he's done and the amount of people that he name dropped that are dead now, bro. It he, feels like he's time traveling. Man. I like, I, I really you know hope I, I don't mean? get this wrong because, like, he was playing the horn the same time as John Coltrane. That's mad. And I'm he like, knew Miles Davis. He was there Miles making tunes. With, he was making oh tunes with Miles Davis, bro. The King himself, and I like. Obviously, John Coltrane, like. You know, I have this affinity with geniuses and whatnot. But Miles Davis is like the jazz like yep. king. And it's and then you got James Brown's name in there and it's like oh. It's crazy. Lit literally. It's mad to think how he so outlived so many of those guys. That must be so and mad. He can to tell him. the stories. But and this is what I'm saying, because cause to bring it back to what we're kind of talking about, it's like the way that he views legacy. You see how cause cause this is what the interesting thing about is with Drake. He said like he, yeah he did openly say he was like like a lot of this looks more architected than it is he's like i have i've got someone watching over me and someone up there loves me yeah so don't yeah. get it twisted like obviously there is a level of skill and and aptitude to get for us to get to this point but i'm blessed um but even with the way 
it has been built. And I don't know, look, I, I think it's hard to say within this era because it's, it's hard to think of someone who I can imagine is in this era that is going to have the same kind of legacy as someone like Quincy um, uh, and, and Miles Davis and, and people like that. It's just completely different. So to say it's going to be the same, but there was just a. I think I can I can open. There was say. just like a like I don't know what it was. There was just a craft into in the way in which he approached everything. Like he was just this composer who had visions for everything he done and everyone he worked with. Like man was composed scoring movies with what's it called? Um, not Spielberg. Well, who, yeah, it was, was it Spielberg? Yeah, uh, no, it was the someone one that else. done ET. Was it? It was Spielberg. Okay, damn, it was Spielberg, wasn't it? But he was crafting yeah, because he done he, um he done the color ET purple soundtrack. What? There was another uh, song he did, or there was there was music he helped compose. I can't remember what it was, and it's something he said, and I'm like, he's done everything. This guy has done everything. He's worked yeah, with Steven the biggest Spielberg. people in jazz. Obviously. It was Spielberg then. Okay, damn, I wasn't crazy. Yeah, Spielberg. Spielberg. He's he's and Lucas Films. He's he's worked with the biggest jazz artists. He's worked with the greatest pop artist of all time. Fam, it's it's nuts to think, and it's like, it's like, it's different now because. Do you see that back then? Do you think you see that back then? What do you mean? Like deep? Do you think deep? How big it is? No, he even said it. He's like, when you're in it, this is what the maddest thing was about. Is like when you're in it, it doesn't seem anywhere near the way it feels right now but looking back on it he realized how much of an impact everything that he worked on has had on on the not just the industry but the world at large you know yeah it's oh like because because obviously like um to contextualize it to our times like um a lot of people are recording themselves now isn't it like um we have heavy heavy people in podcasts uh, people heavy in podcasts or like people are doing youtube and you know basically all the stuff that you do if like you just want to be a creative by yourself in it but when it comes to the angle of posterity which is kind of something that i always want to keep in tuned in this podcast and like just drop gems of like um the way I'm living life in the moment as we record. <clears throat> I really just, I think, I've, I just think a lot about what is actually going to be going on. And I don't know whether that makes sense, but it's like, we're, we're all recording ourselves, but we don't necessarily know, like, who's just going to shoot away. Mm. Like, I could, like, I can want the best for everybody, but it's like, what is our names going to mean in 2060? And like, what are you going to have to do to make yourself mean something then? Mm. And without thinking too much about the future, what are you doing today to just like engage? Yeah, like, like, are you even engaging in today? Like, it's all well and good. Like, um doing posterity and then um recording yourself and just like documenting stuff but what are what you doing what like, is the actual 
substance. Yeah, more than just the recording. Like, what are you recording for? Mm. Like, outside of the podcast, and like, this was obviously one of the founding principles of the podcast. It's like, this can't be our only thing. Like, this is probably the last thing on our menus when we think about all the things we're going to do in a week. Mm. And obviously it comes out great because we work very well and very hard to like get it out but um it's just the understanding that literally we are working every week tirelessly mm. to just boost our quiz and like you're talking about suede city and then like i'm talking about magazines and all of this type of stuff and interviews and it's like there's more and it's like like just the type of stuff that we're engaging in it's like it's the wild it's the wildest section of life right now that we're living in because Mm. this is the cusp of greatness to pull it in like the most and i don't i don't even just um, obviously in art cursive terms yeah uh, yeah, like, I don't even f- just think in art. I think in science. I think we're gonna. It's this next literally. Yeah, everyone's expectations of what's. Do you know when you hear people that? Because this is that same thing. It's like it is so interesting. It's like we've got fifty years. We got like you know what I mean. Mm. Like I'm like, it's not a long time, in the grand scheme, it's not. But in this specific period in time, it is so much time. There's so much that can happen. And by that, I don't mean it's so much time, but I mean, there is so much that can happen within the next decade. The people that are now just coming into school, discovering um, science and physics and biology and chemistry, mathematics, mathematics um, tech. Like, you know what I mean? Coding, it's just mad. Business, business. Like the business minds that are going to be here in the next 10 years. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just starting their career careers but still making waves and still innovating and bringing new fresh ideas. Bruh. It's like they, we. I think as much as we 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 overestimate the health of the world and where it's at, the health of the econ- economy to a certain extent because of maybe because we're in the West. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like a lot of people. We got are... we got to not underestimate as well the potential. What's what's the What's the word like? Um, the, is it nihilism? Nihilism, or, yeah. Like just nihilistic. Yeah, like people are just perception. Like, the yeah. world is gonna end, like, and it, like it's it's giving you that sense of urgency, and Bruh, they f- compound different bites of information to make it seem like, yo, we need to do this. We all need to be vegan. We all need. It's to... It's been like this since the beginning of civilization, society, <laughs> and that is, man. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's not my punch. Oh, sorry, bro. No, but literally, it's like that's like. But you're right. It's it's um. A lot of us like like because this goes back like, and and I didn't even know this was gonna be like one of my biggest articles. But like, you got the arrogance of the bachelor and like the culture of the twenties. They kind of um. They kind of jar against one another in it. And like Black Renaissance as well is like kind of on the same, um, co- um, on the same brand as um culture of the twenties. But yeah, like the arrogance of the bachelor is like when you're so new to the internet and you're just so new to like just finding information and like people you're speaking to doesn't have the same information that you're getting. So the people with the information, or the people that held the information, no longer just like 
bogarted it. It's like everybody kind of can get it. So it makes it harder for us to even... And everyone wants to break a story, basically. So when you have all of those facts together, it's like, yo, like, wait, 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 chill, 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 chill. It's like, be an anthropologist for a second and just look at the different sections and subsections of civilizations and understand there's always been that person that says the world's going to end. There's always been that person that says the economy is going to crash. There's always that person saying the church is this, the church is that. There's always that person saying there's a tyrant, there's a tycoon. There's there's always those storylines that are just like running parallels. But because of the advent of us being able to just communicate at a mass scale, it's like everyone's trying to break and re-break all of these stories and all of these brands. And obviously, we're part of the positive potentialism side of it because obviously what other way are we going to be that's why when, when i hear people say they don't have faith in humanity i think that is actual blasphemy i do <laughs> i i no i'm being serious no fam. like do you know why because <laughs> we're on I the think, same page i like i actually almost i almost get offended i'm not actually offended but i listen and i'm like what are you talking about we have survived being eaten by lions being wiped out by things that are 10 times stronger by flu, than us. By little bugs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the plague. Think about how much Ticks. we have survived. There's things out there when since we've, we've been growing, that have now, been trying to destroy and wipe us out endlessly <laughs> through the beginning of time. We even called that bacteria that will never die the common cold. And you, But imagine how many people died from that. And people want to just put us down as parasites it's ch- it's childish oh definitely but it's like you've got to think of what it's taken for us to even have the mental capacity to be able to build a civilization to be able to have a system where everyone in the world can eat you know <laughs> like <laughs> you're talking that talk I talk dirty like, friend. think about it think like that's what i mean i think people uh, and why when i hear people say i don't have faith in humanity you're just not thinking about it you know you're not thinking about the fact of what it's actually taken to get to this point right here and all i can see is don't get me wrong i'm not ignorant to the fact that if stuff doesn't change yeah we're gonna be in trouble yeah it's like we're gonna be in trouble. It's like, like if you just like lie down, yeah, a tyrant but, that's gonna but fuck you. In there's the too arts, much but. happening. There's too much drive within human beings, and I think the one good thing that there is about the fear is that there is a constant loop. That it, it does. There is. There is. It's. It's kind of a fight or flight thing, isn't it? I think yeah. it does inspire that quite a bit. It's like a. It keeps people focused to a certain extent. I, I, albeit, it does inspire more fear than focus definitely but i think i would rather there be more i think it rather this than apathy yeah like this is why like um artists spend the space and time it's like obviously being an artist is like um a luxury Mm. almost because um really and truly if we were in any other time period we wouldn't be artists really it it'd be quite difficult to even think and speak in the way that we're thinking and speaking. Yeah. But it's like artists bend reality so that people can find the potential again. So no matter what, it's like um 
if somebody feels like they're gonna die or the world's gonna end like you've got um the xxx tentacions the juice worlds you've got um <clears throat> the nipsey hustles and all all of these people that have like died tragically and it's like damn this world is shit mm. it's like okay what is who is going to give us a reason to keep going and it's like and this is the weird thing like going back to drake a little bit it's like drake doesn't inspire that in me as an artist he doesn't inspire me to keep going he doesn't inspire me to like kanye west is probably i wouldn't say the only but he's like the main artist like right now that i can say for certain he still inspires like kids i'm talking about 18 um 17 16 year olds to this day to be better and like to just bend like bend your reality to your will because if there is anything that kanye west does he helps kids do that Mm -hmm. like when you see a crazy man on television or whatever it is on your phone and he's like everybody kind of hates him but he's kind of achieving the greatest feats that any other creative couldn't create Mm -hmm. and it's like he has a level of ownership of his own work that a lot of people don't have like usually reaching a billion and him owning the majority stake in that is like unheard of just as an art an artist particularly mm-hmm. someone that creates owning the majority share in his own company mm-hmm. is unheard of it's like it's like tinker hatfield owning a majority stake in jordan it's not happening or um and like just yeah it it would be like um the person that created the air bubble i forgot his name but him owning 20 percent of jordan or 20 percent of air max i mean or night it's like unheard of so yeah but <laughs> back to quincy though it's like <laughs> it's like well, no, yeah it all, it all adds up in it it's it's one of them how we got from quincy to that conversation it's one of them ones no but it's it's all it's all about like because this is like our big our biggest conversation which is just understanding like the world that we're in right now and like just you know discussing it and like finding new ways to bend reality it's like if you can't warp reality around the way that you see it if you can't like make people see you basically like going back to the art direction things it's like it's a hard thing so when you start understanding there's the nihilism the cataclysmic type thinking and how are you going to even bend these people's minds to even think positively Mm. and it's like how are you going to warp reality around you to make them see there's a light like because for all of like my arrogance of the bachelor and um articles like that well to be fair the arrogance of the bachelor is like my my main essay for that there's always um cabal um hope that i'm lord of light and um there's always owning your own ship there's always the culture of the 20s there's always um the black renaissance and dialogue there's all there's always something greater out there and it's like focusing on that and bending whoever's around you to see all of those things because like when when we have people that are watching us because that's like i feel like we should all know by now like people are just watching us in general so if you're gonna watch me you're gonna watch me for something graceful yeah and it's not gonna be for this 
hype era where I'm just trying to build up a massive buzz. As fast as possible, just chatting absolute nonsense, yeah. brain dead. Like, I don't need to have maximum... I don't, I don't need to have all the followers in the world to, like, make my message impactful. Like, my I message... I want a story that when you hear it 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, all that's going to happen is it gets more and more potent. Exactly. And it's like, that person knew what he was talking about then. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all of the best speeches that you hear, all of the best tunes you hear, they they always have that essence where it's like, I, like it's got the generality but then the specific the specificity of just knowing like being fully aware and obviously we're in a different type of era right now but it's like the way that we are all understanding whatever's going on around us and because there's so much more information we have to know so much more and that's that's the start of a golden age right there fam because when i just if it, yeah the fool i had is not meant for the mic but it's like it's like you it's are off camera still you are gonna like shoot away it's absolutely ridiculous like we are absolutely like just the way that we're speaking right now is ridiculous mm. and i feel like um a lot of the craze right now are gonna be around our age like obviously we grew up in the age of youth like you had to be 16 18 19 to you know really be able to have a camera in your face but in the way that we're doing this stuff right now it's like our experience of the tens at a late age of the uni the uni age and stuff like that is gonna work to our benefit in the 20s like you're not going to need to be a child to um be successful like somebody wants to hear a 30 year old speak like more f- before they start hearing a 20 year old speak about life like without <clears throat> without shitting on 20 year olds too much it's like oh, yeah because yeah. there's certain there's certain there's certain parts of the game where it's for for the young you know yeah for the young it's this where it's the energy it's the bravado it's the braggadocious Bro, i love that i love that you know? so much and that is but but that's it's like what it is 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 as you're getting older some people that's not necessarily their moment yeah it's once they've tempered that and they've moved over yeah. to the time when it's they've learned what they need to learn and they need to now process it through yeah some people don't need exposure early from mm. it's just yeah it's not good for them but we are with with the golden era that we're about to engage in because twenties, thirties, a whole 40s new decade. It's absolutely going it's to really be ridiculous. De- it's really a new decade. Us, it's a whole new decade. Like like no matter what, the next time we have this conversation when it's a new decade, everything's going to be different. Everything's going to be like literally, bro. We are in. We are. On the cusp the of the golden era, fam. This is what I thought about. This is the most important decade of our lives. Of our lives. Particularly, yeah. uh, look, whoever's listening to this, if you're between the ages of 22 <laughs> to 25 and above, really, if you're still in your 20s, this is the most important decade of your life. Like, literally. <laughs> um, literally. I'm so... Oh. Damn, boy. What? Because if, like, whatever happens in this 10 years is going to be paramount for what happens for the next 10. 
this golden era is going to be affluent. Right. Okay. Crazy, but yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, bro. I can ramble on about that forever yeah, because in on the golden era is my fave, bro. Okay, this has been the Culture yeah. and Camaraderie Podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been NY Typical of nytypical.net and Lax Era for all your production needs. Boom, boom. Peace, blessings, and salutations. All time.